Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ. Welcome to the Titanium Vault. I'm your host, RJ Bates. Today, I'm sitting down with Emily Snyder. Emily, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm super, super grateful to be here. Thanks so much for having me, RJ. Yeah, so why don't you take a, doing good. a couple of seconds <laughs> to kind of introduce yourself and, and tell everybody what it is you're doing in the real estate world. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I've been doing real estate since I was 18 years old, and... Primarily, I focus on wholesaling and now flipping properties. Um, but it's really interesting. I like fell into real estate investing when I was like 16, and like went to uh, I went to a seminar called Lifestyles Unlimited, okay. and I just remember them talking about like passive income, like create like just creating wealth through flipping properties, how to scale from single family to multifamily. But it was like such a new language for me. And so um, I remember just leaving that day. I was so confused. I had no idea like what direction I wanted to do. I was 16, you know? And well, something happened um, after I graduated high school. And I just remember my sister convinced my dad to put her through real estate school as a realtor. And I was like, well, my twin sister, right? And so I was right. like, man, if my twin sister, because like our whole life, We've always like, we've always done the same thing. And so, but I like stood back. I was like, I don't really see myself being a realtor selling the American dream, you know, the 30 year mortgage. Right. Uh, I really saw myself being some, like being somebody who could create that opportunity for other people, like um, owning the real estate or giving um, those opportunities to other investors looking for great deals. And I really fell in love with the investing side once I was introduced to wholesaling um, off of the get-go. And so that's what I was doing for maybe the first three years of my business. I did a flip and it was such a transformational process. Like not just, you know, not just flipping a house. I totally underestimated what goes into what goes into house flipping, you know, until yeah. you actually do it then you're like, oh my God, there's so many experiences. There's so many things that um, that really just teach you so many valuable lessons that otherwise you wouldn't have learned if you weren't actually in the trenches doing it. You know, a lot of the times people are like, oh, I love those HGTV shows, man, the Property Brothers, whatever, yeah. Chip and Joanna Gaines. But until you're actually doing it, you're making those mistakes and you're also just learning those lessons, I think you're never going to truly know how you know powerful what's funny about that it can is? be. Yeah. What's yeah. funny about that is, is like when, when people that have flipped houses talk about that and, and you sh try to share that knowledge to someone who's never flipped a house, they, they're kind of underestimating what we're talking about, right? Like it's easy mm -hmm. to sit there and be like, Hey, managing a contractor is hard and all of the things that oh, come for up sure. the house are hard. But I even go <laughs> as deep as like, I mean, when you buy the house, it's like turning on the electricity and the gas right. and the water. And then every different city has a different way you have to turn the water on and what you have to That's provide true. to them. And some of them will make you go down there. And then 
the accounting side of things between all of those moving pieces and yeah i mean it's just like when you get when you try to do this on on a scale like you try to do multiple flips at once it all of a sudden you're like what are we doing why did we ever start doing this instead of wholesaling i don't understand so yeah well i feel like well i feel like i mean in different i mean and obviously in different in each different niche like wholesaling or flipping it all it, it is all about how you like have your systems but i think more than the systems it's who you have in your team like if you don't have people who you have trust or you can rely on with like there's nothing you know and so i feel like a lot of my success has been because of um obviously through trial and error because i have had contractors who screwed me you know and it is hard um but it but it is a great lesson you know i i, I learned that the good and the bad things that happen to me are, are all lessons and i have to take them both equally with the same <clears throat> amount of value, you know? And um, Well, every that, time you have a lesson, a, you have to put something yeah. in place to, to learn from <clears throat> it and not repeat that mistake, right? Definitely, yeah. So, but I learned that having the people, like, who who have the same vision around you really, like, I mean, when you surround yourself who, uh, when you surround yourself with people who are thinking bigger, thinking greater and all have the common same goal and purpose in mind. I think that honestly is what can change the game for you. Absolutely. So you, you wholesaled for a couple of years there and then you started flipping. I, I know I'm not supposed to ask a woman this, but you said you got started when you're 18. So how old are you now? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 22. I'm an old fart now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 22 years old and you're out there flipping houses and in the real estate investing world. Man, when I was yeah. 22, I was I was trying to see how many tips I could get delivering pizzas so I could go to the bar that night. So No, no way. You're, no yeah, way. you're you're way ahead of the game here for for most people. Uh, but, but you know what? Like um I think it's really easy for someone who's like listening to this to be like man, like she's, she's so amazing, you know, whatever. She's flipping houses. She's so young. But I think the truth is that we're all always thinking that we could do more, like that we're not doing good enough. But I think it's what we're always chasing is the growth. You know, even though I'm 22, I feel like I have so much more to grow and to learn to do. And I feel like it's a never ending cycle, you know, but yep. I think if we're not, if we're not striving to chase that, that growth or that feeling of like changing lives or making something more um, than just flipping houses, we lose the purpose. We lose like what we're doing it for. We lose the freedom of it all. You know, so. you know, it's funny you bring that up because you know, that feeling of you always have more or need to be better or growth. I think a lot of that comes from today's social media age, right? And I've talked yeah. a lot on here about the power of social media and how you can use it to grow your business and things like that. But you can mm -hmm. also be so so in-depth in the social media and pay attention to it so much that it can almost have a right. negative impact on you where you're always seeing somebody doing more than what you're doing. Comparing so, yourself. Yeah, comparing yeah, you're like, yourself. oh, I have, to, I have to be doing more. Why am I only flipping four houses this month i should be doing 10 and then when you're at 10 it's yeah. oh i should be doing 100 you know and it's like you'll you'll kill but i think but i think when someone can look at their current situation be grateful and be proud of what they've achieved 
I think it almost like subconsciously reaffirms like your mind that you are good enough and then more things start to flow, you know, but you have to be grateful for the, for, for your, like your, where you are currently and where you're trying to go. If you're constantly thinking about where you want to be and why you're not there, like you're literally blocking off your manifestation in your subconscious mm-hmm. to constantly think, I don't have that. But instead, shifting your mindset to saying, this is where I am. I'm doing amazing. I'm on my way. I already have it. You know, instead of saying that, man, I wish I had it. I don't have that. Changing the way that you look at it and see it. And maybe, you know, you're going to start to, um, you're going to start to see yourself there, you know? Yeah. And, and the other thing about it is, is to always remind yourself of two, three years ago, you would have given anything to be in the position where you are today. And that's what I always have to remind myself of. Like, I remember there was a point in time where it was just like, if I could just flip one house, if I could figure out how I could do that. And now it's like, it's crazy. We all start from there. You know, we all, we all start from that one thought, man, if I could just do that. And now it's like, I sell a house and it's not even that big of a thing because I'm (laughs) mad about three or four that are going bad, you know? And it's like, yeah, yeah. I should be like thankful that I'm in this position to even be able to own as much real estate as I do, but to just have the opportunities in front of me. And so it's just, that's what I, I guess the, my point in saying all this is just kind of remind yourself where you were at one point in time and where you are now. Be grateful for kind of your, your growth pattern that you've had there. Um, yeah. So let, let's talk about your, your business. You're, you're flipping houses now. You're wholesaling some. Um, what what are you doing more of? Is it wholesaling or flipping? Um, I would say I'm doing more of wholesaling. I've got about um, – well, we just closed like um, on on a on a new project, but yeah, primarily I'm doing more flipping. Uh, primarily I'm doing more wholesaling, but we do have a few flipping projects going on the side. But I do I like I do want to grow um, the flipping side of things because I really have enjoyed it. You know, wholesaling has been something that I've learned through trial and error for the past three years. I've been doing, pursuing, and like I love it. You know, it's it's what took me out of like being broke at 18 to being able to wake up and not have to answer to a boss and just go out and find those great deals and serve for, for, for a greater purpose. You know, I, I really am in love with the process of meeting people who really need help and offering them a solution on that's like, I think that's why I wake up and do what I do every single day is because there are people, you know, who, who are just waiting on your call who are waiting for you to find them because a lot of the times they think that there are no more options, you know? Yeah. So real quick, I, I kind of breezed over this and I, I didn't get this out of you. What market are you currently investing in? Yeah. So I'm based in San Antonio, Texas. Okay. It's my hometown. So I'm a Texas girl, y'all. Yeah. But um, I have done deals in other markets. I've done deals in Austin, Dallas, McAllen, uh, and then the guys I used to mentor and work for, um, they were doing deals in other cities nationwide. Um, I learned a lot from them. So if a deal comes to me in Florida or in Arizona, you know, other really hot markets, I'm going to obviously see an opportunity in that and pursue it. But um, primarily the deals that I do do are in Texas. 
So for the people that are listening, if you have not visited Texas or you're not from Texas, um, what she's saying is extremely impressive because the difference between doing a deal in Houston or San Antonio or Dallas-Fort Worth is night and day. They're, they're all different types of markets. They're very far apart. We're talking about three, four, five-hour drives between the between the markets there. Um, oh, and I so, and I and I don't drive to those properties in other markets. I do it all from my computer. You know, it's too hard to pursue a deal every deal if it's three or four or five hours away. You absolutely. Know? So let's talk about that. So say you get a lead in Dallas. You know, you're in San Antonio. That's a good four, four and a half hour drive. Um, yeah. Say you want to wholesale that deal. How are you going to kind of perform due diligence on that property? Do you have boots on the ground here or are you contacting somebody you know? How are you handling that? Yeah. So you could do it um, many different ways. Obviously, there's um, online systems that you can pay for um, access to, you know, to access other markets, their MLS. But um, yeah. Sometimes I go through realtors um, who do a lot of the due diligence for me, and they're actually the ones who who um, have brought me the deals that are in other markets. And so they're they're typically my main point of contact. You know, they're the ones who open the door. They're the ones who put the lockbox, take the pictures, send me the comparables, um, and all I really have to do is secure a buyer based off of the numbers that they give me you know obviously i have somebody else go in there um verify but i always always trust first you know i have a saying called trust and verify because if if you're so busy trying to verify somebody else is already trusting and taking that opportunity because you're so focused on making sure everything is like perfect you know and trying to be so perfect at everything, sometimes you're losing more opportunities than actually just taking the shot. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when you're when you lock up a property in a new market, um, yeah. we'll just continue to use Dallas Fort Worth as an example. How are you going about trying to find buyers in that market if you don't already have a, a buyers list in a, a newer market like that? Um, I do a lot of JV. I also, um, man, I love JV. I love working with other people. I love building yep. them up as well. You know, it's a, it's truly a team effort business. Um, so JV is super huge to me. I love using, um, online platforms to market my deals. And honestly, like you just find out where the people's eyes are and you supply, <laughs> you supply the deal. If the deal makes sense, somebody's going to buy it, you know? Yeah, and you know, it's it literally is it, it's so simple sometimes. I mean, it, you know, sometimes I think as investors we we try to overcomplicate things and we're always trying to find like what is the the next thing that we can do to build our buyers list to 20, 30, 40,000 buyers when it's like sometimes you just have to remind yourself like I have a house that needs a buyer. Right. That that's one person. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're new to the Birmingham, Alabama market and congratulations. Our, our, yeah. Thank you. Um, our, our branch manager out there, Amy hot, um, mm -hmm. you know, we sent out our property and, and none of the buyers, which it's very small list, none of our buyers, but you know, they didn't, they didn't buy it. They didn't want it. So it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do? You know? And so she literally sends a message and, 
I have a little template of all the things that we say to do. And it was, you know, it's like 20, 25 things to how to build a buyer's list. And we sent it to Amy. And the one that stuck out to her was is post on Craigslist. Like, hey, I have Mm -hmm. off-market distressed properties for sale. She did that. And like two hours later, it was sold. And it's like... Guys, sometimes it's just about taking right, action, and that's a you know? free resource too that a right. lot of people utilize. And, and Man, it's crazy, crazy when I she didn't sell it to an investor; she actually sold it to someone who to, lives out of to state. To a homeowner, is she? Oh. the guy lives out of state, and he's buying a home for a single mom in Birmingham, and he just wants her to have a home, and he's going to remodel wow. it for her and give her the house. I mean, how cool of what? Is that, Oh, my God. Know? That is amazing. Yeah, we're talking about this is like a little, you know, $15,000, $16,000 home. He's not giving her like a $100,000 house, but still. Yeah, I mean, see, it's amazing. I, 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 cool. I don't know the prices out, yeah. price out in Alabama, but that's definitely but, significantly yeah, different than Texas. But again, you know, this is all about, like you said, the the marketplace out there. Either it's Facebook Marketplace, mm-hmm. Craigslist, all oh, these yeah, things, for sure. just free resources. So, oh, I love free resources. <laughs> yeah. So I know before you and I, before the interview, we were kind of talking about, you know, one of the questions that people ask you all the time is, how are you finding deals? And I know you kind of had a very unique answer to that. So, so go into that real quick. What are you telling people when they say, how are you finding your deals? I forgot what I told you before the interview, <laughs> but. <laughs> I put you on the spot. Well, we were talking about building a brand, you know, building a brand. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, um, man, that was a that was a huge lesson when I first started. And I really started, you know, I, I took a step back and I was like, like I asked myself the same question that you asked me. I was like, well, M, how, how are you finding your deals? And when I got honest with myself, um, it, it all led back to building a brand and to building a name, you know, granted, I'm not like this huge superstar, um, HGTV flipper, whatever YouTube famous person, but I did realize what I was doing and I was putting my story out there, you know, and, um, through, social media through building a brand i i didn't i didn't know i was building a brand um which you are your brand right like Mm -hmm. you are your walking brand and if you think about it um marketing companies or brands are starting to go towards using people to like look at instagram like they're putting their brands in in the people's hands who are on Instagram and these faces and their and through their lives, they're the ones who are selling the dream, selling the product. Right. And if you look at it like that for your own business or for your own self, that you are your brand and that people are sold on what you do and what you sell because of who you are. Um, I feel like that's, that's super powerful. And then that's, again, that's another free thing that you can do. All it takes is just being conscious, being creative. Um, when I say conscious, I mean like you're going to a property, right? Or you're checking out a deal or you're in your office and you think that like, you think that what you're doing, somebody could serve value from it. Like they could take value from it. And so as like, just get creative, take a quick picture, right? Um, you can pose, you can just be natural. You can be you. Uh, I, I was always like super, super fun. Like with my hands in the air, my smile and people love it. Like, and then obviously I would pair a really, um, 
Like I would pair a picture of what I was doing, matching it with the caption of what I do, what I'm looking for. People would be like, okay, you know, obviously pertaining to the visual side of a picture of what Instagram pretty much does, right? We're sold by the visual first of things. Mm -hmm. That's what captures our attention. If you're not utilizing video, if you're not utilizing pictures, I'm sure I can guarantee you people are scrolling past your content. Your, yep. the, the content that you're posting for free on your own platforms. Um, and so I would start to just post and post and post and really bring my personality into the post by getting creative, you know, Hey, if you're facing this problem, this is how I can help. Or, um, just providing value through the posts or telling a story of somebody I helped, you know, I really found out that people love stories and like, for example, this podcast, are you telling me the story of that guy, you know, buying yeah. a house for this single mom? Like that's, that's powerful. You know, when you can, when you can be a testimony of somebody that you're helping telling their story you never know somebody else who's facing something similar sees that or has a client, right. Who's facing something similar. And all of a sudden something in their mind like clicks it's, it registers with them and they're like, maybe I should reach out to this person. And so, yeah, I mean, just posting content, marketing, building a brand, that was probably the single hand most powerful thing that I actually started to do for my business. And it compounded, you know, people would constantly interact with my content. And then every time they had a deal that, that they needed to sell or, or a realtor with a client who needed help, I was the first person that they thought of because I was consistently showing up on their, on their, um, on their newsfeed. Right. You know, it's crazy while you were, while you were telling that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking I have eight branches right now, like full fledged branches in different states. Yeah. You're a powerhouse dude. And, and all of those like (laughs) branch managers, partners, whatever you want to call them have come to me and wanted to partner with titanium because of social media. Even my best friend from from my childhood, Elijah out in Hawaii. The one in Hawaii, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he know cool. he the reason why he wanted to do it is because he was seeing the post and he's like, hey man, you know, what what are you doing with this? You know, I mean we were talking about right. business, but you know, I mean at that point in time we didn't think about being partners. We were both running our own business and it is so important to just tell your story. Like you said, even if it's just the smallest littlest thing, like, Hey, I'm sitting right. at my computer and analyzing properties, take a yeah, selfie, yeah, whatever, is, and just be like exactly. trying to help out people today, see what problems I can solve, whatever it is, like, however you want to get exactly. your message out, but you never know what that post, it could be not that day. It's probably not going to be instantaneous where someone's like, Oh, I need you to solve my problem. But maybe six, nine, twelve months, they can go back if they're like you said. If it's constantly in front of them, they're gonna know mm-hmm. hey, Emily's the person that I need to go to. She can solve my problem, and uh, that's also like that's one of the best ways to raise private capital as well, private money for for deals. Um, I, I interviewed Tim Bratz um, on on Propelio TV for Titanium Tuesdays this week. And, and Tim, he has a great saying about raising private capital. He says, don't hunt for private money. Go fishing for private money. Oh. He said, because when you hunt, 
the prey runs away. But when you fish, the fish come to you. They 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 bite so, the lure. And so he, what he's saying. So is, give me so give me an example. So like, like always how talk to fish about, for private yeah, money. So he's he's saying you know when when you're talking about like hey you just bought bought a property right that you're gonna flip. Hey, I bought this property. I solved this homeowner's uh, problem. This is what a problem I solved. And I bought this with none of my own money. I'm using other people's money and giving them a great return when otherwise mm, the money mm-hmm. was sitting in a, a checking account or savings account earning next to nothing. Now, Damn, when you just inspired that, like, me, RJ. <laughs> okay. Well, I have, you know, $100,000 sitting in the bank and, you know, I'm a, I'm a doctor, an attorney, whatever. I, and I like Emily. I've, I've been watching her for the past four years, seeing what she's doing. And then that's how they send you a message like, hey, I'd like to get some more information about how I could be a part of it. That's how. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is doctors and attorneys are the best people to find private money for because they don't know anything about business. They're so driven um, to the blue collar. I don't know if it's like blue collar, the white collar, the blue collar line of work that they sometimes don't even think about how to how to get their money to work for them. You know, absolutely. Real estate's a great avenue for them. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. You know, there's a there's a doctor that we do business with up in Tulsa, and and you know what's so funny is is he's probably done a couple hundred deals at this point in time in the past couple of years. Um, he loves going to look at the houses when he has time. That like that's that's so like funny. his most exciting thing to do. Like when we get him under contract, he's like, I want to go look at it, and he wants to take the pictures and stuff. Because it's like that's a, so funny. It's like a relaxing thing for him, you know. I mean, he's he's a doctor, you know. He's he's out there trying to save people's lives and make them healthy again. And so when we talk about real estate, where for us it's like, no, 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 I, I don't want to go to the house. I don't want to take pictures. Somebody else can go do that. I have more important things to focus on. For him, that's like an ideal situation. And for most of the time, the doctors they they really they. It, they don't want to be a part of it at all. They just want to give you their money and get their return. You know, they're, they're, you know, what's crazy is I have a private investor and every Friday he wants an update, you know, of the projects that he's invested in. Yeah. He's like, I want to see pictures. I want to know where we are. And I think it's super cool, right? Well, you know, there's obviously more angel investors, but then there's also investors who want to be a little bit more involved and interactive and, yeah, it's super cool, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, building that relationship with with your private money lenders is just as important as building rapport with motivated sellers. You know, I mean, they're all going to have different personalities. They're all going to have different needs. They're giving you like their life savings. You know, like it, a lot of times, it's like sometimes I think we take it for granted where it's like private money. You know, what is that? And then you start thinking about it. It's like, well. This guy's over here. You know, sometimes it's not all of their money. I mean, there's, but there are some guys that I have that when they give me forty, fifty thousand dollars, like that is a huge chunk of their money, their life savings that they have saved up that they're giving us. We have to be good stewards of their money. So if they want us to update them every Friday, right? By God, you got to re- respect that and update them every Friday. You know, so it's very important to handle that situation. So, anyways, move, moving on back back to Emily. Uh, sorry, I kind of wrapped <laughs> no. Up it's super cool. You're good. So, uh, we've got a couple more minutes here. Let, let's talk about you know kind of the, the direction that you want to head in your business. What you're 22, 
are you looking to to scale up and build a team and and kind of do more volume or are you kind of enjoying where you are right now or what are your goals moving forward oh no for sure um i want to do more volume i want to be minimum at six figures a month like making a hundred thousand dollars a month um obviously working with my team i do have um I, I do have a few people on my team who find deals we work together i mentor them uh they bring me value i love to bring them value and stuff like that but um i also um just started thinking that you know what hey if i'm putting my energy in the single family houses the way that i do what makes me think that i couldn't do this with 20 units with 50 units, a hundred units. So my, my long-term play goal is to get into multifamily right now. I think wholesaling is a great way to build capital, uh, and have liquidity. And so, you know, when I feel like I'm there and I'm ready, I'm going to start to pour my money into small apartment deals and start to scale. Cause I, I do have big goals within the multifamily, um, within the multifamily business. Yeah, you know, and it, and it's funny, like as you wholesale and you flip houses, the multifamily kind of come to you naturally. You know, I mean, it's like you, you run some marketing and, and you might even just be targeting single family and you'll talk to a landlord who's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to sell that property, but I do have a 12 unit over here that I would like to sell. And, it, you know, those opportunities just open up to you and it kind of just naturally evolves, you know, and, definitely. and it, you know, I, it's like going back to that interview I had with Tim Brotz earlier this week, you know, he was single family and he transitioned into multifamily. And what really stood out to him was, is he did one multifamily deal and he did all of these other single family deals. And when he analyzed for the year, what his best mm -hmm. ROI was for the year, it was multifamily. And so he, he just literally made the decision on why am I doing single family at all? Let me just Definitely. go straight to multifamily. I've heard so. that so many times and it's just a reaffirmation of like your energy, the ROA, the ROI on your, on, on your energy, um, just on everything, you know, you can do so much more with multifamily. You can be a long-term partner, you know, with, with passive investing, uh, with, with passive income, yeah. or you can assign the property or you can take it down yourself. You know, there's so many plays. So I'm excited to learn more about that stuff and pursue it. And in the meantime, just become, you know, consistent or continue to become a master at my craft. Well, yeah. Another thing is, is like, you know, say you go flip a single family home in a majority of like the, the normal average price markets, you're going to make somewhere between thirty dollars to $40,000 on a flip. There's That's not a whole lot of money when you try to divide that up between multiple people, right? It starts becoming right. like, why did we do the deal? But in multifamily, <laughs> there's so much money there that it's actually beneficial to bring other people in. So you're, you're, you're becoming really good at your niche, right? Yeah. What is your niche in multifamily? Is it raising private capital? Is it finding the deals? Is it rehabbing the properties? Is it property management? What are you really right. good at? And you can really create a team of partners that way surrounding on um, what is your niche for the multifamily space and just be really good at that. And that's how you can get associate, you know, you can become partners on multiple deals. So yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, multifamily is a uh, a great transition, especially for someone as young as you. I mean, you have you have so much time to really like 
not try to rush into any deals. You can wait on the perfect deal to come your way. And, uh, you know, you're in a great market being in the state of Texas to, to find those kind of deals. So that's oh, yeah, awesome. for sure. So I know I'm you being able about to your, pick the good deals. Yeah. So I know you talked about your sister a little bit, so I, I know she's probably going to listen to the interview. So, uh, <laughs> give her, give her a little bit of, uh, some, you know, your twin sister, she's, she's not necessarily a partner in your business, but y'all do do business together because she's a, a retail real estate agent there. Um, yeah. talk about how that kind of relationship works and, and how y'all can kind of work together without being in each other's business. Well, you know, um, I did think about getting my, my real estate license, you know, and I, I, I had to humble myself. I had to take a step back, even though, you know, you can do everything yourself. I really was like, you know what? I see value in my sister. I love what I do. There's, I, I have no intention of becoming a real estate agent. And so even though my twin sister was one, that still crossed my mind, but I humbled myself and, um, and that was like really what like what solidified our partnership or our relationship in, in, in business. Right. So I let her do what she was good at and I stuck to what I was good at. And when we work together, she'll bring me deals. We'll go 50, 50. Um, because a lot of, you know, I would say a lot of realtors when they're in the market, finding listings or talking to buyers, they're letting a lot of, um, properties go through the cracks because it doesn't look like it's, the perfect ideal first time home, right? So um, any of those deals, she'll bring them to me, people are who, who are looking for cash offers. Um, man, the first deal we ever did together, um, we uh, she brought the deal to me, we went inside the house and what's crazy was the house was directly across the street from my first deal I had ever done. So I knew the area, like I was oh, super cool. pumped about it, you know, and we walked in and um, it was uh, it was a husband and a wife and they're like, we want a hundred and I think it was a hundred and ten thousand for the house. And so um, I don't know. I think we had the house across the street. The one that I did, I think we sold it for like one twenty eight or like one thirty. I forgot. And so um, we walked inside the house. We were like, we made sure we were the first ones to meet them, to see the property. They had, literally they had cars like a people investors lined up outside the house and we walked in there and they literally fell in love with us. And what's crazy was the wife was a twin and she was like, Oh my God, like, this is crazy. It was just so <laughs> random because of us being twins. She was a twin. It literally just like, it just built this connection, you know, instantly. And so she, it was really cute. Cause she was like, you guys are like my, my my adopted daughters and we left the house um i don't know I, I don't remember if we had the contract already signed oh we left the house and they're like we're for sure selling the deal to you guys for 110 and we got the deal and the first deal that we had ever done together we made twelve thousand dollars on That's which cool. was which was so cool because when my sister brought me the deal she's like hey em, i'm gonna send this to one of my investors and i was like huh and I was like, wait, wait a second, you know, before you send it to them, you make $3,000 or however much you're going to make. Right. Um, let me check it out, you know? And so because we were able to work together, she made, she made $6,000 and I also got paid too. So it was, it was a win-win deal. It was awesome. Um, we could cool. have made more, 
but it was definitely a really cool experience to to do that with my sister, to see her win, to see me win. I thought it was a really empowering moment, you know? Well, I love working with other people. Um, you know, I, I kind of use the analogy of um, I don't want to get to the finish line and be standing there by myself. It's not going to be fun yeah. to celebrate by myself. I, I love closing <laughs> deals with other people, high-fiving, jumping up and down. Um, it's just one of the, the joys of being an entrepreneur and, and being able to open up opportunities to other people. So that's really cool that you get to do that with your twin sister. Um, I kind of wanted to just throw that in there. So at least then you could tell her you, you told y'all story about your first deal. No, so. she's, she's going to love hearing this. She always <laughs> listens to my podcast. I listen to hers and That's cool. I think it's cool. We get to celebrate each other and be each other's biggest cheerleaders. So. Awesome. Well, Emily, thank you so much for, for taking the time to sit down with us for everyone that was listening. And, and, you know, you kind of, you talked about Instagram a lot. So I'm assuming that's your, your, your preferred social media outlet, but well, where can people follow yeah. you? Yeah. So I love Instagram. I love Facebook. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Snyder twins, S N I D E R twins. Uh, and then you guys can find me on Facebook as Emily Snyder. And, uh, yeah, I'll just continue to post and share my journey through there and tell other people's stories along the way. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us. And uh, guys, that's our episode for this week. Emily, thank you so much. Hey, RJ, thanks a bunch. Talk to you guys soon. Have All a great right, day. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Titanium Vault with your host, RJ Bates III. For more info and to stay up to date, visit www.podcast.thetitaniumvault.com and on facebook.com slash thetitaniumvault. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time on the Titanium Vault.